Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Laura Burkemper. Laura is a business owner, adjunct professor, and startup investor who serves as CEO of the Catalyst Center, where she aligns business brand marketing, and sales strategies to position companies for investment, scale, and sale. Ooh, that sounds awesome, (laughs) Laura. Let's learn more. All right, let's do it. Thank you so much for being here. So I want to tell everybody I got to meet you. We went out for a girls' night, which was so much fun. But I could not—I mean, I was so intrigued with everything you were saying— Uh, Oh, my gosh, but it's so interesting. I mean, you were talking about, you know, the startup world, and then I've got this idea. How do I take this idea and and get it in front of people that want to help me make that idea really happen? And you you have this amazing step-by-step, here's how to get this all done kind of thing. And, And also, is it a good idea, or should you stop that idea and think of something else? So let's talk about how you help people. I'd love to. Um, so part of it is is really looking at, you know, everybody comes in and they say things like, I've got this idea or I came up with this latest something. But that's kind of where it stops, right? Mm-hmm. So um, my background has always been in strategy, brand, marketing, business development. And that led into 2000, I think it was 10, I started teaching at St. Louis University. So under Professor Jerry Katz brought me in to teach corporate uh, innovation. So how to get an idea up the flagpole within an organization. Right. A couple years later, I started teaching new venture feasibility. And that's what got me into the whole innovation and how to get your idea from concept to a go or no go, whichever the case may be, as you said. Right. And so there, you know, a lot of times to to get into that mindset, you have to take, you know, that thought and add action to it, right? Yeah, yes. Ideas are fun. Right. But they aren't going to get you anywhere unless you implement them. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to take action. And, you know, the, the interesting part, though, is entrepreneurship is, is being redefined. So it's not only for those who are starting new businesses— but also for those who work at you know an existing company and want to help them become a market leader. So this same process that you you asked me about is good for everyone. And so nice. one of the things I say, be on the lookout for somebody that says, I wish I had a, and then what is it that they say? And so you've identified a gap in the market. But what this process helps you do is to determine if there's a market in the gap. Gotcha. Is there, can you gotcha. make some money from it? Right, um, right. Do other people need it uh, if it's a service? How do you help people? So, um, you know, one of our our recent TEDx events, we had Jim McKelvey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, talk about a startup that went somewhere, right? <laughs> and, uh, and he gave us all a copy of his book, Innovation Stack. So I was super interested and I, I wanted to read it. But the thing that um, freaked me out a bit about his book was he was like, Amazon, Walmart, like these biggies that will just take over your idea. Now, Square was lucky in that um, Amazon tried to take it over. They made their own card reader and all Mm -hmm. of this. And, you know, and they were like, oh, my gosh, that's the end of us. Amazon is doing it, you know. And for whatever reason, 
Amazon stopped doing it mm-hmm. and gave all of the people that had signed up for their reader a square card. So do you also help people navigate that, that big, oh my gosh, the big guys might take me over? Well, it's part of the the challenge first. So that step-by-step helps you to identify, you know, is it a good idea? So the feasibility of it. So usually you start with what problem are you solving, right? And is it right. big enough for people to care? Um, otherwise, it might be just more of a hobby kind of right. thing. Right. Yes, I yeah. get that. That's true. That and, is so true. Right. I mean, right. You know, it's like to determine, is it just something you want to do and it's fun? You know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, I have all kinds of wacky ideas in my head, you know, and I'll think, I'll think, ah, oh, that would be, but I think I might be the only person on earth that would really want that or like that, you know, and then other times, you know, and, and this is where I think, oh my gosh, I really have to like figure this out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Is I've had these ideas and thought, oh, I'm probably the only person that wants it. And then all of a sudden I see it. You know, at the Consumer Electronics Show, they've million. talked. I'm like, damn it, <laughs> why didn't I do that? You know, I should have acted on it. Right. And so I'm in this place right now where I'm like, I need to figure out, because I would love to I would love to do that kind of a business. I mean, marketing, mm-hmm. that's what I do, but that's been around a long time. Every, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people kind of get what it's about and what it's supposed to do for right. a company. I would love to have something just so new and fresh and fun. Well, that's where, you know, you pick up where you left off there. Um, When you have that thought, what do you do next? So you act, learn, build, repeat. And so when you act upon that idea, you start to look at, you know, is this problem big enough for, you know, the market to care? Right. And then what's your solution to that problem? And do they match up, right? So you're you're taking care of it with, with um, with your idea. And then you start diving in a little bit deeper and looking at the industry or the market or the competition. And so you start to look at, is my idea unique, better, or different than anybody else already out there? And, you know, it's okay. I use the um, analogy of, of a smartwatch. And so if I said, hey, Mish, I just invented the latest, greatest smartwatch, you'd be like, that's, that's great, but there's 10, 20, 30 of them out there. Right. But what makes mine unique and different? Maybe it's a Swiss Army smartwatch. Right. And so, or maybe it's the price point or the, the features, the benefits. So you start to craft yours based on the market research that you've done that says, okay, they all look like this, but mine is unique, better, and different in these ways. Got and it. And so then Got you're it. starting, then you're getting somewhere. And then you also help these these folks to also get other people excited about it in order to find that investment money. Exactly. So, you know, nothing draws a crowd like a crowd. So, <laughs> um, so how do you how do you have that passion? So, a lot of times I talk to the students about you know find your passion because entrepreneurship is a roller coaster of it of, is. of emotion. It is. And so, when things aren't going as well or sales are down, how do you pull yourself back up so that so that it is a good day. So you want to be passionate about whatever idea you have because you have to be able to pull yourself up because you're your own CEO. Um, you're not really reporting to anyone specifically. I mean, if you if you have your customers, of course. Right. Also, if you have a board of directors or advisors. But generally speaking, you know, the buck stops there. So you've got to be the one to, to, to kind of do it all. And so... 
one of the things I, I like to talk about is building your network because, um, you know. That's a big part of it. It is. Yeah. Relationships first. Right. And so when you think about instead of how am I going to get this done, ask yourself, who can help me get this done? Right. Right. I love it. And you're going to be – so I'm really excited about Be Heard. Yes, right? so that's, am I. That's coming up in April. And um, you're going to have a breakout session. That's correct. What are you talking about at your breakout session? So we're going to take anyone who wants to come into it. Um, it's it's April 8th, so it's a full-day session at St. Louis University um, through Emerson Leadership. And we're going we're gonna to take people through that concept of getting from concept to a go or no-go. So a no-go is also fine because it right. saves you time and money. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but if it's a go, you've, you've taken all the steps to build towards success. And so we're going to take people from concept to completion in that hour time frame. Oh, fun. And so we're going to get them there. Take your idea. Bring it home. I love it. But no go. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Not at all. Um, I mean, you learn something even with the no goes. Exactly. And And that's a part of it. And it is. And, And so even in major corporations, you know, thinking about all the different ideas that come pass through their doors, um, There's a lot of no-goes, right? Right. But you're saving the company time and money, the same as an individual, your dollars, um, and so or your investors' dollars, and so, you know, getting getting there before that happens, saving time and money is is equally important, and and that way, that's that act, learn, build, repeat methodology. Right. So you act upon what you've learned, build upon that, and then repeat the process until you get to the go that you want to have. So do you feel like, I mean, when you're looking at these these folks that have these ideas, do you have a sense like you've got the resiliency to get this done? From an investor standpoint, um, I'll kind of go down that path because, you know, you really, as they say, bet on the jockey, not the horse. Right, and, right. And so does that founder have what it takes um, to get to a certain milestone? And then you kick the can further down. And right. do they still have the what it takes? So you're betting on the jockey more so than the idea itself. The idea is kind of secondary to that because if if the entrepreneur just doesn't have the the passion or the wherewithal to get get move the needle, then there's probably a different problem that Absolutely. Because yeah. that's that's what it takes. I mean, you are gonna have days where you think I might die. I might die right now. <laughs> Everything's really bad right, right now, you know. And and you've got people that are working with you that are looking at you to, like, get the umph to keep going. Yeah. And that can be I – mean, you have to dig deep. I, I have often shared with people that owning your own business, you can take all the self-help books and everything and throw those out the window. You, you are creating your own self-help everything by owning your own business. <laughs> It's going to hit you at every level, and you're going to have to figure out how to get to that to that next place. Well, there's kind of a, I'll call it a little joke or amusing little anecdote around that. So it's about creating an entrepreneurship mindset, really, right? right. right? And so how do you do that? So there's, there's a little um, uh, illustration that says there was a, a store owner, and so they were all excited, opened up a new store. The next day, they found out that to the left of them was a competitor that opened up with a big sign that said, 
highest quality. And so they were really upset, and, and then they found to the right of them opened up a second competitor that said lowest prices. Mm. And so they started panicking, and they're like, what do I do? Until brilliance hit, and they said, I know what to do. I'm going to hang up a big sign above my door that says main entrance. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's awesome. So All it's, right. it's about thinking like an entrepreneur. What do you do in those crisis, you know, that's a little bit of a silly illustration, but what do you do and how do you think like an entrepreneur to get over those hurdles and get past the situation? Right. You know, don't ask how, ask who can help. Um, those kinds of things. I love it. You yeah. got to get the main entrance. Yeah, get That's the main right. entrance. Which is a big thing, right? <laughs> because, you know, how many times have I, mean, I know as a marketer, I've had um, people reach out to me and they've got this great idea. They may mm-hmm. have gotten a patent on it. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then they're like, but I don't know. I mean, it's this greatest idea and now I need to market it. And what they didn't do, they put all their money into the product and then they have nothing left over and no way of paying for the marketing part, which I'm like, okay, field of dreams marketing does not work. <laughs> I, I would love to say build it and they will come and everything's, you know, but they're, no, build it, market it well. That's a great line. I love it. <laughs> and they'll show up. You got to like, you know, market the thing. So for those people, let's say somebody's dumped everything into their product. Can you then come in? Assuming it's a good idea, mm-hmm. right? Because some of it, believe me, there some of them are not. I've talked to them. Um, have you then? Can you come in and help them then with the? Okay, now you need investor funds in order to build up some 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 money here. She so can market this thing and tell people about it. Right. So cash flow is the lifeblood of any company, right? Yep. And so if you're out of cash flow, that that's a big problem. But we try to 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 beat those odds by, you know, a lot of times you're bootstrapping. So if you think about the continuum of, of money, we're all familiar with like the stocks, bonds, mutual funds side. Right. But on the far left side, if you will, is friends, family, founders. Then it's angel investors, venture capital dollars. And then it becomes an initial public offering when it jumps over the fence and becomes a stock. Right. Right. So the face, Facebook that started in the dorm goes through that process until it becomes a publicly traded, right? And so knowing where you're playing in that as an investor or the entrepreneur is really important. So if you've bootstrapped the beginning, then you might be at the point where you're like, I need additional funds so that I can grow. So I can and so what are those funds for? If you say I need, you know, five hundred thousand well, what what are you doing with that? Are you hiring developers because it's a software product? Are you did you set aside you know percentage for marketing or hiring a salesperson? So figuring out what your cash needs are right. and what it's allocated to, and if the the investor sees the value in the the person, the idea, and the process, then. They, they have a better likelihood of moving forward. I love it. I mean, and that's true, right? It's And also that's a big part of it is knowing what you're using that money for because that's what investors are going to – they don't want to be like, I don't know, I just – I sense I need – Right. Half a million dollars to get things done. <laughs> and then it's like, well, yeah. what, where is it being spent? So the other part of that is, is you know, like, where is it being spent? But have I overestimated what I need? Because think about if somebody's giving you money, what are you giving in return? You're right. giving them ownership in your company. So right. you might be giving away more ownership than you intended. So kind of 
building it um, by the the amount that you actually do need, not overestimating that, so yeah. that you can prove the efficacy and that there's customers and that this is something of value so that you can kick that can down the road and raise additional funds at a greater amount. Well, and your you'll, your passion will go away if you've basically given away your company. Right. You know, you yeah. won't you won't be able to last that. You'll just be like, never mind, now it's not you know, it's not mine anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So the other I love it. The other side of that fence is the investor side, right? And so, you know, this process of looking at, you know, the problem, the solution, the go to market strategy, the competition, the financials, all those things go into building out your idea and getting somebody else excited by it. You know, why why you? Why right. why your idea? Right. Um, when there's all these out there. And so finding a strategic investor is important because they might have a passion around and might be able to open up doors in that same space. And whether you're the entrepreneur or you're the the investor, you're still looking at the business from the same, you know, same set of um, uh, same set of um, processes. You right. know, you're just a- either asking for it or you're providing it too. So when you look at investing, you're you're kind of l- assessing all those different pieces and parts to make a good investment going forward. And I love how SLU is just, you know, leading leading the whole startup thing right now with all the classes and all the offerings. And there's that SLU startup, you yes. know. I mean, there's there are things that you can do, like the SLU startup is free mm-hmm. to the community. So Absolutely. you don't need to, you know, have bankroll an entire, you know, oh, I got my college degree. If you're at a place where you're like, I just need somebody to give me that startup and go for my own startup. It's a wonderful resource. Yeah, it helps you to, you know, qualify your idea. And so Steve Eppner and Ken Harrell do a great job of leading SLU Start. Um, and then and then you move through the, the curriculum. Um, and so under Jerry Katz, I mean, he's been there 30 years, you know, SLU's graduate program is ranked 10th out of 2,600 and Thirty-four really? in the U.S. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So it's something we're very proud of. Um, and so, and in, in overall entrepreneurship, SLU's been in the top twenty-five for over twenty-five years. So. Oh my gosh, St. Louis, we got it going on. We do. We got do. it going on right here. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's 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 part of what I'm all about is showing off how amazing St. Louis is and and the the people that we have like you that are here that can take everything that we're doing up to that next level. I love it. Well, you know, the whole point of all this is really about that kindness piece. And one of the things that St. Louis does, I think, exceptionally well is around entrepreneurship and helping those founders. If you reach out to anyone in the entrepreneurship community for a meeting, for help, nine or if not 10 times out of 10, they say, yes, what can I do? That They'll is take so the true. And we're not, it's interesting when I talk to people that have moved here from other cities mm-hmm. and they say, I can't believe that I, I can just go talk to the mayor. I can't believe that I can just go talk to, that people just talk to you. And I'm like, well, we're, maybe we're just not all, you know, stuffy and Maybe they've been listening to your podcast. Super ego-y and, <laughs> you know, we're just like people that want, I mean, we really do. We have a very collaborative community here. Um, of course, there's competition, but 
my experience has been even with competition, there's still a collaboration that can take place. And and everybody has that sense of we all get a piece of the pie. Right. You know, we don't have to like step over each other to get it done. So I, it's another thing I love about us. I mean, I think it's I, – I don't know that people know how cool, laid back, helpful we are. I agree. And, you know, I like to think of, of you know, you give back philanthropically, but also I like to think of myself personally as an economic activist. Like, hey, did you hear about this entrepreneur or this business or so-and-so's opening up a new – and it's so exciting to, to me. And so – you know, you can give back by investing in, right? And so it grows the economic development of our our city. And there are a lot of organizations that are helping with that too. Right. But if if um, you know, I I like to talk about the the investor side because not as many people are aware that these opportunities exist around investing in startups. Yeah, no and kidding. Sometimes you just need a little bit of that oomph to get you to the next level. Um, whether that's time, money, or resources. And so finding a real strategic investor can be so helpful to the entrepreneur. Lara's the person to help you do it. Happy to do it. All right, now I have fun questions for you. Okay. Now it's question time. All right, let's let's go. So I stalked you a little bit. And <laughs> um, I noticed that your mom and dad celebrated 62 years of marriage last year. They did. And these pictures, okay, you are like the perfect combination of your mom. You look like both of them. I don't know if anybody's ever told you that. They have. But um, but just share something about your mom. They just look so darn cute. I want, <laughs> they're like the huggable type of people, right? They are. So tell me something amazing about mom I think mom I'll keep them. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Yeah, they've been married 62 years, and and they too have a entrepreneurship spirit. They they actually worked for companies their entire lives. But post-retirement, um, my mom was creating uh, dog scarves. Oh. And, and my dad created a patented golf uh, gadget so called the Caddy Clone. Wow. <laughs> so, what does Caddy Clone do? Uh, basically, it's a golf ball holder. That um, so in, in case you shank one <laughs> or slice one, um, you got another one right there. So oh my gosh, that's um, so go parents. Yeah, so they they have a little of that spirit in them too. So I love um, it. My mom is is one that uh, you know she sets the tone in terms of she makes an ordinary day extraordinary. She always remembers either people's birthdays, anniversaries, or just a little thing like, hey, good luck today. You've got this coming up. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so compassionate. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Her her line is um, around, well, my mom and Maya Angelou. <laughs> yes, which I happen to know about because I got this really cool present. <laughs> she She said, you know, people may forget what you've said or what you've done, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And it is true. I it mean, is. you really do. And people that make you just feel joyful and happy and comfortable and it I mean that's that's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. You yeah. know, and it's kindness, right? It is. It's just kindness with the capital K. So we love that. Yeah, thank you for bringing them up. They're near and dear to my heart, and so I'm always happy to talk about I could tell. I'm like I want to know more. <laughs> so, um, now I have a wacky question for you. Is there a form of transportation you've never been in that you really want to try? <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. So um, I'd love space travel. Ooh. So that got to get in with the billionaires. I know. I, I do. Like I really got to gotta get that. I have this weird. Um, I always. 
it seems like every time I want to do something, I always have a very strange reason for wanting to do it. Yes, I want to go to space. I'd love to experience it. But I want to know what space really smells like because I've heard several different thoughts. I've heard, like, I've heard raspberries. A wow. lot of people talk about burnt, burnt cookies, burnt something. Like, it smells like burnt something. And I'm like, I want to know. Well, let's see if we both can get on the next flight out. Maybe that's our <laughs> next business is we'll make our own spaceship. All right, let's do it. I think we could. I'd be could out of this it. world. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. Good one, Laura. <laughs> and then the one I always ask, which we've already talked about, but there's I know there's a lot of it. So have you witnessed, received, given any kind of kindness as of late? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I've. I've been the lucky recipient of a student that moved to New York about three years ago. Um, she moved and became an um, uh, employee on Wall Street. She's also a model. She was just on Project Runway. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And so she graduated from SLU. And and so last Monday, I came home. Um, I teach on Monday nights. And I came home, opened up the mail, and there was a note. Um, from Jordan, and she said, thanks for all the support. And a note and a, a bracelet that I'm actually sporting today oh, with little hearts, and she says, I have a matching sweet. one. And so it, you know, my mom also said, never underestimate the power of a thank you note. And, oh and it just, I was on cloud nine the rest of the night. Heck it made yeah. my day. What's and Jordan's so, last name? Jordan McDaniel. Jordan McDaniel. I love it. Model and, and, and. and I love it. And Wall Street. Yeah. Like, all the above. It's like Carly Kloss, right? She's, exactly. I mean, you know, it's like she's beautiful and then she'll teach you how to code. Yeah. <laughs> right? Just, you know. Yeah, I mean, we should things. have parades for people like this. Let's you know? do that too. I'm we got a lot to do. You, we need parades. I mean, they're, they're, especially for these people that I don't know that. Everybody gets what they're really doing for us, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, they're not winning football games, but they are winning in so many other ways. Let's. Well, today's uh, International Women Day. This is so true, which I love that, right? So you and I together doing this today. Yes, let's women celebrate. Woo! High five! <laughs> high five on women. Here we are. <laughs> so tell everyone where they can learn more about Laura and all she does. Sure. Um, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect, and um, we can we can take it from there. If you have an idea and you need some help, I'm glad to to facilitate or make introductions. My network is yours. That's so cool, Laura. Thank you. I'm so glad to know you. Thank you, you so well. much. Thank and you for so the gift April of your 8th, time. Right. Well, and gift of time and cool coffee mug. I love it. <laughs> and then let's also just let everybody know April eighth. It's uh, you. Can, it's called Be Heard. And you can sign up for the conference, and, and you'll be leading. And the I'm conference. the MC, yes. so you know you've got you've got Laura doing a breakout, you've got Mish doing MC, and we've got all kinds of amazing other women that are taking part in it. And we thank Patricia Bagsby for making it all happen. She's a rock star. So she is. We love her. Awesome. She, she and her family have more degrees than St. Louis in July. Right? I mean, it's like her mom. <laughs> I swear, that's when she was on. I asked her. I was like, let's talk about mom. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, how many, like, she's doctor, 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 master. Right. <laughs> like she's yeah. got everything. It's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. Trisha and I met during COVID. Um, 
she was my co-teacher for New Venture Feasibility. Oh, so we cool. met on on Zoom. On Zoom. And then you get to see everybody in real life lately, exactly. which I love. It's like I get to see everyone in 3D. Well, this will be nice. both in person and broadcast yes, is what I hear. Yes, that's right. It'll be both. So whatever is going on at the moment, it's going to be covered and we can do it. So come see us there. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there. You're listening to Mishmash Podcast. Remember, please, to be kind and love each other. 